Welcome to the Reaching New Heights podcast. I'm Megan Gallagher, a speaker, author, and mental health advocate. This podcast is all about positivity, motivation, and inspiring the youth of the world to follow their dreams and reach new heights. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a guest and talking about how they overcame their struggles and how they got to where they are. I hope you enjoy, and remember, you can always reach new heights. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Reaching New Heights podcast with me, Megan Gallagher. Today, we have such an awesome guest on the show. He is a professional hockey player for the New Jersey Devils, a mental health advocate, and host of the Connor Carrick podcast. Please help me in giving the warmest welcome to Connor Carrick. You know, I got to get that clipped and play it like in my headphones before every game. Like a little <laughs> pop-up, just uh, arrival. Hi, everyone. I'm here in all my glory. Thank you for that. Of course. Thank you so much for coming on, Connor. Of course. Of course. Happy to do it. So, Connor, I mean, you've accomplished so much and you're in your early 20s and you're so young. You're so wise. And I actually was on Connor's podcast just a few days ago. You guys check it out. Tune in. It's amazing. And you are so well-spoken, so mature, just, you know, it's so admirable. So I would love to know for you growing up, just take me on like a journey of, did you always know what your passions were? Did you always know that you wanted to get into the athletic, the professional sports world? Yeah, so everything in my home uh, growing up, I was the oldest of three boys, so the conversation with my mom and dad was very much, uh, you're going to set the standard. You are going to set the pace uh, for our family and for your younger brothers, and it's your job to lead. And really, there are only two focuses, student uh, side of things and the athletic side of things. And I really enjoyed both, really. I, I always enjoyed learning. Uh, I was a very strong student. I, I just, in terms of thought. I enjoyed thinking critically. I enjoyed uh, math and science. And I guess I just always kind of did my best. I never really considered not. Um, I, I enjoyed, you know, being smart and, and learning the new material and things like that. And I identified with that. And then on the, the hockey side, and I actually played a couple other sports. I grew up golfing a bit and played baseball really seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, like looking back, I don't know why hockey I knew like laser focused. I was very intense, very, um, very from a young age. Like there was a conversation, I was nine years old and there's like, you know, there's travel hockey. And then there was this really serious, more uh, advanced uh, AAA hockey. It's called advanced travel league. Yeah. And I was going to play up a group. I was going to be nine years old playing with the 10 year olds, or I could play down a level still. And, you know, so it was basically a conversation of, do you want to play with your friends? Yeah. Or do you, or are you, how serious are you about this, about this game? Yeah. My dad. And and they always treated me like an adult, you know, from a young age, I made, you know, big boy decisions. And I mean, it was so clear, this is what I wanted to do. And I took off running and I was always hyper-focused on, for whatever reason, competitive in baseball, but just took it as more fun. Hockey just caught me from an earlier age. Yeah. I love that. And that is so interesting that just you knew hockey, like the other sports, it was like, okay, okay. But hockey was just like, this is it. Like you, did you feel it just in your gut? Yeah. And I think just the, the, like the, the highs and lows were uh, closer to my heart. Like I just was more competitive. It, it bothered me uh, when players were better than me and things like that. I was a very jealous kid. Like <laughs> my you, you, you gave me the compliment of being wise. I, I guess I've, I've wrestled with a lot of the uh, pros and cons of my personality for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had like a, a hungry voice in my head to want to get better. Um, and it's really just been a dance ever since I was, I was young trying to, but yeah, I think back in the same thing where, you know, gosh, I don't know why I had such clarity as a nine-year-old. It was, you know, a gift from God or the universe, whatever you're into. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just knew. I love that. And okay, honestly, my mom <laughs> says things to me too. Cause like, I have like a unique personality, obviously. And I think yeah, you yeah, do too, yeah. just like characteristics, but it's gotten you to where you are today. It has. And, and I think so much of it now is, you know, 
as 2020 kind of began, there's that reflection period as the year starts. And like, I really wanted to facilitate uh, more like flow and magic into my life, which has been interesting here on quarantine. Like I've, I've really reinvestigated my, you know, sense of play and things like that. But it's also been like really demanding to uh, cope with like, only your best effort is acceptable and not everything else is, is failure, you know? Yeah. So I'm really, I guess, you know, enjoying this time of, of self-reflection and really just trying to um, act in a way that's an alliance. Like I'm constantly thinking about what values I want to embody. Uh, but I was always an old soul growing up. I, I don't know. It was just, I think part of it was the way that my parents talked to me, but they talked to my brothers, mostly the same, yeah. very different characters. So I think it's just some of that, you know, natural personality and, and very similar to you. Like you have that, that bright, like you can't coach that. You can't teach anything. Yeah. <laughs> it. uh, it's very hard to acquire, um, you know, but uh, teach your own. I know. I know. That's so, can I ask you what sign are you like horoscope? I'm an Aries. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Okay. I'm just every person I love asking everyone on here. I love figuring out people's signs. I'm a Scorpio. And when people are they're like, <laughs> that makes so much sense. And I'm like, what and because I have like a whole like birthday horoscope book that's like literally like this thick and I'm like let me open up my book. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I dabble with it from time to time with big life decisions and things like that that generally led me uh, in a direction I'm happy with so there might be something there I'm not totally into it but um, I've had that reaction a lot where I say I'm an Aries and people roll their eyes and say that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing so Connor, I would like love to know, did you have a moment you said, like, when you're a teenager, when did you actually make a choice, I want to do this for my career, like professionally? Was it, did, like, did you go to high school or did you have to like do homeschooling to full on do hockey? I was um, constantly stealing. Like that would be what I would say, stealing from the greatness of others. If I read a story about <laughs> you know, uh, a player that I really liked getting up before school and rollerblading, that's what I did. If I read I about a training that. technique, uh, you know, that uh, works for a player, I was, I was looking to do that. I was always very hungry to work with the best and to be the best. And that was really what motivated me. Like I didn't want to just play in the National Hockey League. Like my goal was to be the absolute best in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm not, my, my career hasn't been that. Uh, but that was, honestly, I talked to myself along those lines. I figured someone's going to play in the NHL and someone's going to be a superstar. Why not me? Um, I would say I was 16 years old when I uh, was elected to play for Team USA, the under-17 team. So I did Whoa. my junior <laughs> senior year of high school. I was born in Chicago. Uh, At 16? Uh -huh. holy guacamole yeah. that's so cool <laughs> yeah and, and so so 23 of us or might have even been 24 I think we carried eight defensemen but anyway um we're all selected and we most there were a couple of players from Michigan so good for them they got to live at home still but the yeah. team was located in uh Ann Arbor Michigan mm -hmm. so I actually finished my senior year junior senior year as a two-year commitment so you'd play for USA U17 you'd graduate to the under 18 team and then off you went yeah and that was that was a big moment for me that was a long uh time coming that was a goal that I probably had for myself at like 13 14 uh and it's actually for me to talk forever but there was this uh they used to have these USA hockey festival like camps they would call them yeah you'd go you'd go to your state and they would like mix up all the teams so everyone had their club that they played for but they would mix up these teams almost as randomly as they could uh, they would evaluate all the top end players and then you get selected to go to like this regional camp, mm -hmm. which was like us, Wisconsin, Ohio, you know, whatever you, every region's got their, their bit of state. So I'd go to the regional state and then I'd get elected to go to the national camp, which I eventually did, you know, year in, year out at 14, yeah. 15. And they would, uh, so you'd go to this national camp and they'd have it in uh, New York in Rochester. There'd be like 200 players from around the country mm -hmm. and they'd play like this, this huge pump up video of like all the USA hockey superstars, Patrick Kane, James Van Reems, like Phil Kessel, and they'd be scoring goals like in the National Hockey League and then for Team USA because that's where they had played. Yeah. Uh, and it was like this branding, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, propaganda machine. Like it was all I 
breathed and sleep, uh, slept was I want to make this national team development program. That's what they called it, NTDP. So cool. Um, and yeah, I was very fortunate to be selected, and it was uh, it was an honor. I, I got to wear, you know, the USA crest on my on my jersey for uh, for two years. That's that is so cool. <laughs> like it was sick. I'm not gonna lie. Like looking back, it was so much fun. Uh, we had a blast. We have, I mean, we had six uh, defensemen off that team. Five of us are currently in the NHL like it, we had a really successful group a lot of fun oh my gosh that's so cool and I love what you said of when you were talking about if someone like you're reading about like the expert who wakes up before school and they like do their thing like and then you just copied like that's like what I did with my career I literally would google Tony Robbins Rachel all these people I would wikipedia their life story and just find out who their like who their agent is all these people and then just like reach out i was obsessed like and i think you know we talked about this even on my podcast where we were so role model based and i think that's you know really what we're trying to do not necessarily like put ourselves up on this pedestal and say we're so great and everyone else should be like us yeah like i feel we're trying to show our work in our personal development you know yours a little bit more on the business side mine's a little bit more on the athletic side right now um, you know, but I, it is interesting. Like I've, so I've decently cemented my career. It's like my seventh year pro I've been in the NHL, you know, five solid years now. Wow. Um, and like, I do know, you know, hockey will come to an end someday. So I don't want to say that I'm like planning for the end, but you know, it's almost like, uh, I'll be in my mid thirties trying to like yeah. discover a new passion. So it's not my thinking about, and honestly, the, personal mastery self-development industry I think is really special and something that I've really taken a liking to yeah I agree and I mean I think I feel the same way I think as humans we're always evolving and we should never limit ourselves to just one thing or I think it's just you know you can be like 70 years old and think oh my gosh you know now now that I think about it I want to try some yoga and then like you just like my grandma she's 87 and she literally like jet skis like goes <laughs> goes unbelievable on a, she balls out she goes on a private jet with her girlfriends to italy she's like peace out <laughs> like you have more of a social life than me in this quarantine she's like i'm not scared she goes to cost i mean she wears a mask six feet apart but she goes to costco so, all the time and she's like nothing scares me <laughs> i mean that's how, how cool is that you know and, and uh I, I love that. Yeah. And I mean, you were just on one of my, you know, like role models and, and uh, dream people to talk to. You were on Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, page recently. And like, I mean, talk about like his lightheartedness around repositioning and pivoting and growing into something else and, and having outside passions. And really what it is for me is like in my career, my hockey is so focused. Yes. So you are playing tonight and then you're getting ready to play tomorrow. You are constantly in this preparation mode which is great, but there's a lot of highs and lows. Yeah. Sometimes like if you have some out, if you have a family, if you have a dog, uh, if you have a, a passion outside of, um, you know, what you do day in, day out, I think that you can like draw from some of that positive momentum. And that's really been, you know, my, what, the, what I'm going for in the, in the podcast alongside like trying to serve like you are and, and help yeah. others along in their process. I love that. So, I mean, I think like Connor, I think so many people when they hear like professional athlete, they're like, oh my gosh, like, blah, blah, blah. like I want to know everything. Tell, like, I want to hear what are your morning, I know you're a routine person, like you walk the walk, you do it all. What are your morning and nighttime routines? And when did you start, at what age did you start having like a self-care practice? When I was a young uh, pro, I would like be playing games and it was, you know, I was living out on my own for like the first real time and it'd be like mid game and I'd be like, Oh my God, I didn't pay my Comcast bill last month. <laughs> and like, like, I was finding this like level of distraction. Yeah. You know, Cause when you're at home, you know, mom makes food, you come home, like you do the same of thing. Course. I was very regimented. I was, I was nailing the whole high school thing. And then even with, in junior hockey, I was, I was cold and very focused. Uh, the schedule is very much set for me. And as a, as a pro, there's just a couple things that I was uh, handling really not so gracefully. Um, so I, I realized like organization in my head was very hard to maintain. Yeah. All these data oh points, gosh. all these thoughts, all these emotions are very webbed uh, and it can be easy to, you know, spin it up up there. 
So uh, I do journaling every morning. I just kind of put out everything from schedule of the day, uh, what I want to eat, uh, what training focus I want to, you know, have that day. Um, people I want to check in with, that's a huge one, you know, especially right now. Uh, just kind of like the different pillars of your life, like social, spiritual, mental, physical, you know, kind of be conscious about creating what that looks like. I'm not as good as the evening one uh, process, but I like to try and do the same thing where uh, gratitude practice, yeah. three things I'm really grateful for. Consider one thing that fell by the wayside that, you know, I can maybe pick up tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I try to leave it mostly for um, family time. Oh, the, the biggest one I would say is I have like a brain dump on my phone. Yeah. Any thought like pre bedtime, I just spit it on a paper and it's like I not will... my responsibility to remember anymore. And that has been massively important. I was, I was always a poor sleeper. If yeah. I have a thought that I bring to bed with me, it'll be up, I'll be up all night. So I need somewhere for those thoughts to live and, and just writing something down on my phone or on my uh, pad of paper has been super helpful. I love that. And I think, I mean, it's, it is so powerful and I think it's just really, it's really awesome that you are using your platform to be so honest and so open and you're helping so many people. And I mean, I don't think there's a better feeling when, you know, like a fan of yours, like a, a little boy who's like, Connor, <laughs> you're my biggest hero. And you know, you're being so open and honest and you're like, I'm just a human being, you know, I, these are what, like, it's just so, it's literally the coolest thing ever. Like when, you know, Oprah Winfrey, all of these super like inspiring, successful people are like being so open. And I think, you know, it's easy to, you're, you're always reevaluating as a, as a player in person, you know, what have I been successful at? What do I want to be successful with next? And, you know, I think it's just the power of helping even one individual. When I am focused on that micro level, um, that is when I serve uh, the most openly and, and the most consistently. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just, I think I realize how built and stacked these habits are over time where mm. compared to five, six, seven years ago, my diet is completely different. My lifestyle is completely different. My morning and, and bedtime routine is completely uh, improved and they've been such small nudges in the right yeah. direction. You know, like the journaling yeah. started where, you know, I was, I was getting married and my wife just like, came home with this gratitude journal like hey you've been a bear you're welcome um <laughs> <laughs> to be around and it just kind of started there I loved it and I felt better and I could breathe more deeply yeah I more present at the rank and things like that and that kind of set me off as like you know now everyone talks everyone on my social media knows me as like the coffee guy I know everybody drinks coffee every morning I yeah kind of like indulge in the ceremony of it you know like I know a lot of people that have go to the grocery store with to-do lists and things like that. Yeah. Just because I, I share the journaling process. They identify with me that way. And I just think, you know, as people, momentum is such a funny thing. Like all you need is a little bit of inertia in the right direction. Mm. And you don't know where that change will, will end for somebody or myself. Yeah. I love that. And it's just, um, you know, it's just, I don't think there's any better feeling ever on this earth than knowing that, you change someone's life like you your your one post your one words like your one thing of advice it literally like changed the um the trajectory of someone's life like and and like there's that there's that very um serious side of it where like it, it's you know uh, you're, you're talking about a, a life shift for somebody and you know may, maybe it's something where I post about my diet and someone really reinvests in their health or they pick up a book that I recommend and it changes the way that they feed themselves and their family and that's massive and super serious but sometimes it's, I take just as much pride in you know the more fun loving lighter side yeah uh, and, and, and like you have this side you're, you're very bubbly you're, you're very energetic you know, in a world where sometimes it's like cool to be serious and stoic, <laughs> yeah. you know, and like nothing gets me excited. Uh, I had a, I had a young boy. This, I mean, it, it totally shook my world the other day. I'm on TikTok. Totally hey! recreational. It's, 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 it's totally recreational, right? Like, well, my wife and I, we have no idea what we're doing. We're decent dancers. Like, yeah. I'm not as good when it's choreographed, but I'm learning. And That's uh, amazing. This girl, this girl messaged me. 
and said, hey, I take care of a boy um, who uh, is dealing with, he's autistic, and mm. he really enjoys um, writing letters to people that he, he likes. Mm. And we saw you play when you played the Columbus Blue Jackets, and he likes you. And I just want to let you know that, like, this is a big deal to get a letter. I've worked with him oh. as a caretaker, and it's been uh, 14, it took me 14 months of working with him before I got a letter. Yeah. So I, I, I read this and the young man just said like, Hey, I love your TikTok. They've been a lot of fun to watch on quarantine. Um, you know, if I continue to do well in school, you know, my parents promised they'd get me a Jersey and yada, yada, yada. And like that shook my, yes, absolutely. I want someone to change your life and have this massive, uh, you know, alliance where right. they are better equipped to help themselves yes you know in, in the future and that's what i'm yes. going after right helping people get from like zero to one yeah um but like just to know that this kid was at home like laughing at my tiktok in a time that i can imagine is very demanding yeah emotionally for him um how like that was so sobering and and beautiful to witness and you know thanks to him for sharing with me um it's incredible but th there's so many different ways to do good you know it's not always like the big rah-rah yeah in your life speech. <laughs> and sometimes it's like you know just making someone laugh for 20 seconds how, how yeah no that's so true and you know that's like I, the family I grew up in were, <laughs> were very spiritual, like woo woo, like there's crystals and <laughs> like, I'm team woo. yeah, I'm, I'm team woo. Yeah. Like crystals in each corner of my room to balance out the feng shui. Like my first like psychic medium reading was when I was 14 and this lady, like very energy and Palo Santo. <laughs> That's just how I grew up. Um, and I just remember like, you know, her saying to me, Megan, you are literally put on this earth to help other people. Like that's it. Like you are here to be of service. You are an instrument of the universe, like to help other people. Like you're, the universe is using your body to channel. And I was like, oh wow. But and now I'm like, wait, I'm 24. This makes so much sense. Like I'm a speaker. So I'm like channeling something. And like when I did, it's just so I think, I really do believe that some people are put on this earth to help other people and to like really use their platform. But it's like, they get to where they are cause they're supposed to, you know, do that so they can not in like, you know, a cocky way of like, I'm above people, but it's just literally like they went through what they went through so they can like deliver their message to thousands, hundred, you know, millions of people. Well, I think about it all the time, like who leads the leaders? Um, someone's got to be the rabbit to, to set the pace and the positivity of, yeah. of the day the best they can. And I mean, I, I don't think I've ever shared this, but my, uh, so my wife's family's in the restaurant business. Mm -hmm. My mother-in-law, my, my mother-in-law has, uh, this, this client, this customer, I guess that comes in and, you know, she kind of reads people's energies and things like that. And like, yeah. that's kind of like tip, you know, I haven't had uh, a whole lot of like experience on the psychic side and being yeah. bad, things like that. But uh, Lexi and I had just began sort of dating. So my mother-in-law was kind of vetting me and like, so you know, here, you just started dating. Yeah, Come yeah, get your yeah. energy right. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's doing her homework on me. And, yeah. uh, you know, the woman looks at me and, and, and just says, wow. Like, I just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just, I feel like, like fire. I just feel, yeah. I feel like this, this, in, this intensity to you. And, and it, it's, it's so, it's so strong. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I used to have like one thing that would write to myself, like on, uh, you know, like the pads of paper in hotel room, yeah, stuff, yeah, like on the road in my journal, I would yeah. write play with fire. Like that was my thing. No way. Was like, yeah. And I was like, I was shook us. I was very shook us. <laughs> uh, I couldn't shook believe it. that, you know, this, so I, I mean, I do believe in, uh, and very, very similar, like, like, where did my clarity from deciding to go into hockey come from? I don't know. Right. It's kids a, like a lot of things. Like, yeah. you know, uh, so for you to identify as, as someone who wants to set the pace and, and lead and, and help in this world, like, who's to say that that inner feeling is wrong? Like, you right? are there for a reason and, and yeah. good on you for, for trying to develop yourself the best you can. 
Yeah. And, you know, I really think, um, I mean, I didn't grow up like religious. I just think things do happen for a reason. And I'm not like, you know, oh, it's called this. I just am a believer of like energy and positivity and our thoughts matter. And, you know, thinking positively can manifest things into our life. And I'm like, I just don't think it's a coincidence that you resonated with hockey. And then like, you know, just people click with different things. And I, had horrible anxiety my whole life, but the only place I never felt anxiety was on stage. It would literally dissolve. And I just could like, you know, I love theater. I was an acting dance my whole entire life. And I'm like, this is interesting. <laughs> well, I'm like, where does that flow come from? You know what I mean? Like clearly, and, and that's not for everybody. You know, not everyone's made to go up on stage and that's fine. You can be excellent and, and lead in something else. You know, yeah. I, uh, don't have an artistic bone in my body. You know, like I don't yeah. have. There are certain hey, things. Tick, TikTok, don't knock it until you drop. That's true. But I am like super, you know, um, but for whatever reason, yeah, hockey just always let me on fire. Like why, I, you know, we're, we're all watching uh, The Last Dance right now with like, you know, mm -hmm. Michael Jordan. Like we're mm -hmm. seeing just how powerful the brain reacts with story, like real or imagined. Yeah. And I know even from, you know, my younger years, I would, uh, you know, I've been through some serious ups and downs some serious injuries. I've had surgery the last two years, you know, during uh, in-season mm. time. Um, like one of the things I'm in my head that I am training is that level of conviction that I know to my bones, like inside my rib cage here, yeah. that I am going to achieve my potential. Like when I see what my potential looks like, it's, I'm going to be staring in a mirror, yeah. you know, and, and you, you can see that with uh, the greats of any Tony Robbins, like there's such conviction in his message. There's such backbone. There's such texture to everything that he and does. And like the way he walks too. like, have you seen him in person? No, I never uh, have. Okay. You need to go to one. So, I mean, he's also like, physically he's like really tall he's like six foot seven I think and just you know the way he walks though down the aisles it's just like the shoulders rolled back that chest up and it's just like this look of just like I would like he totally like is that leader just like but it's so it really I'm like holy cow because he he's all about changing your physiological state you know to make mm -hmm. yourself believe like if I'm like this, you know, uh, how am I going to feel? No, that doesn't match, you know, how a confident person would act or feel. Totally agree. And like, he's, he's so clearly um, taking the steps to elevate. Like there's something about uh, recognizing, you know, maybe where, where your strengths lie as a person, like what you're yes. naturally good at. Okay, great. Now you found what you're responsible for developing because now you've got like your own little natural package and, and set of skill set mm -hmm. uh but now you need to acquire the coaching and the reps and the failures and the ups and the downs to like grow and and continuously peak your excellence you know which tony so clearly does i was i was going to go to chicago because you unleash uh, power with them was going to be in chicago this summer. yeah go, but um in in due time yeah of course so connor i would love to know what inspired you to start your podcast? And did you have a moment, like one moment, or was it a buildup of being a male professional athlete over time? Or like what inspired you just to want to have a platform to have open conversations about mental health, self-care, the routines, the, you know, emotional, physical, spiritual side of just being like, like a top performer or just succeeding in life? I love talking about like the art and science of it. I love listening to podcasts around uh, well-being and growth and things like that. I love engaging in conversation, um, you know, like this. And what I find in, in my personal life, uh, the things that you love and that you care about, like if it's not, uh, if I can't tell by your financial statement or by your, your schedule, it's not getting the attention that it, that it needs. So I love hockey, but this mm. isn't normal like locker room talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I wanted a place for that energy to live. It was something I loved in school. It was something, you know, uh, these sort of life questions and, and arguments that are, you know, ageless. Uh, this is 
kind of the topic of choice between my dad and I, you know, like uh, our mm. conversations. I, I love talking about some of the um, wider uh, I like talking points and perspectives of life. And, and I think in my podcast, uh, it was somewhere for that to live. And also just a sense of service, hockey and pro sport in general, like you're always on the clock. Yeah, it is always, you know, there's a lot of conversations where you're watching, uh, we're watching working moms right now. Yeah. You know? And uh, my wife, we love it. And she'll, it'll be 11 o'clock and she'll be like, uh, can we watch one more? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I need nine hours of sleep because I need to maximize my, you know, my recovery and my testosterone levels and this and that. Yeah. But there's a very self-serving element that is beautiful about like serving my excellence in the world, but there's a, there's a cost there. Um, so I thought that with this podcast and exploring some of these topics that younger athletes, uh, you know, people our age, uh, moms and dads that ask mm -hmm. me a lot uh, for advice might have a place to engage with, you know, my thoughts and my consciousness around, you know, some of these topics. And it's been a lot of fun to explore. I don't claim to know all the answers, but I'll try to talk to people that I think are closer than I am. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I mean, you are, you're doing such an incredible job, by the way, too. Like I've watched episodes and, um, it's just, it's really very, it's just very refreshing. I like using that word a lot, but I really mean it because you don't normally like, and this is one thing I love about being like people in our generation, the Gen Z, whatever we're called. Um, it's just, we're changing, like we're ending so many stigmas and we're ending so many, you know, just like. I just think about people like my dad, for example, because he grew up, you know, was born in like 1961, like grew up in the 70s, 80s. He suffered from horrible anxiety, just like me. But back then, it's like, you don't talk about it. You suck it up. Like just there was such a different way of life. And I that makes me so sad. And it's just like now I feel so grateful because you can YouTube anxiety. And it's just not just that, but everything is like so open so out there and there's so many people talking about mental health following your dreams and people are like sharing how they got to where they are i think you know so much of it is the accessibility of story and, and information like you and i both know and have role models that we love and are aspiring to become that wrestle with very similar inner demons mm -hmm. um, and and there is this honoring of you know, uh, the, the, the positive and the negative, like old, and, and you embody it where it's like, and, and I guess I try to in my career is I, I, I want to learn from the old school. I want to, I want to steal some of their dedication to craft and being able to work long hours and just grit it out. And, you know, so a lot of the lessons I was taught growing up, never be satisfied. All right, that, that's all great. And it helps, uh, certainly in like my athletic career. Yeah. But I, I want to engage in this more new school. I want to play an infinite game versus just trying to win the game. I want to have, you know, more positive, uh, you know, personal life. I want to be able to turn it off. I want to create better lanes for clarity so that, you know, uh, I, I can go to the rank and I, I can train. I can, I can work on my athletics and be focused on that. And then, okay, turn that off. Next. Yeah. Now I'm home and this, this version of me exists. And, yeah. you know, it's interesting, like, you know, my, my dad, uh, you know, it's very much that, that blue collar, old school, get it done yes. you know, type of guy. But, you know, he, he did have like certain qualities that I'm seeing that we're, we talk about now. Like I mm. never knew when he had a bad day at work, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he always was able to, to check it in. So no matter what, uh, his like total win at all costs, you know, mentality and his, you know, provide for my family kind of, you know, yeah. uh, bottom line he was still able to um show glimpses i think of where we're going and i think it's a blending of like new school and old school that our generation yeah. is really trying to achieve uh and and create and i i enjoy exploring the the ends of it you know the different yeah. aspects of the, of the spectrum i love that that's amazing um i would love to know connor in your opinion do you feel that enough because I know there's a lot of professional athletes like especially Kevin Love who speaks really openly about mental health and his own struggles do you feel like there are enough whether it's female or male professional athletes who are speaking openly about mental health or just their own unique struggles it's getting there 
I think, to appear weak or soft or yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. It's still tough. That's still tough. I mean, you know, we're, we're seeing it right now in the last dance. You know, like the way pro sport is, if, if, if you smell a little blood, like you'll go after somebody and try and derail them. It's competitive. It's trying That's, to win. That's yeah. the name of the game. But where I think it's uh, growing is people um, are more, they're owning, these players are owning uh their inner self and mm. what they're like and they're starting to feel more comfortable even in some of the those areas of their life where they are uncomfortable and I think um it, it's kind of like that scene in eight mile right yeah. where Eminem goes out and says everything that the other guy was going to say yeah it's like if I already if I already know you know if someone called me soft or you know uh, mentally not tough whatever I'd be like yeah you're right I might have moments but I know how to get it back like I'm working on it. I know you're not gonna tell me anything I don't know. Well, right. There's evolution. <laughs> There's this evolution of owning um, the process, and and I think we also realize that the people that come across as so mentally uh, tough and strong, you know, I think we're smelling a little bit of their bluff more than ever. I think it's more documented yeah. about how different the brain is moment to moment, from morning to night, from day to day, from year to year. Um, just kind of the ebbs and flows of, of the human experience. I think it's more talked about now in a beautiful way and in a more honest way, instead of uh, totally like westernizing, you know, just feel how you want to feel. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, there's a little bit more of an acknowledgement period where it's yeah. like, you know, kind of like a self hug or a societal hug, like, hey, no, I see what you're going through. That's tough. But there's still that challenge of like, okay, now what are you going to do with it though? Yeah. Uh, and that's where I like uh, the conversation that, that it's heading that way. Yeah. I love that. And it's like, you know, I mean, like you, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of, I'm sure there's like thousands of athletes who like speak openly about, you know, mental health or are, are struggling or like, I don't even like the, using the word struggling. It's like, they just have this and they're living with it in a healthy way. And they're, you know, just doing what they love. But it's like, well, clearly, you know, you've always been like succeeding even before you like spoke openly about this. So it's like, I, I don't know, but I see that side though. And that's something I never thought about with, oh, like, obviously it's very competitive. So if someone's like, you know, you're playing a team and they know like, oh, you know, I have this or something. I'd just be like, well, like, screw you. And I'd like hit them. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, some of these emotional wins are interesting, right? So like I, I was high performing before a lot of this, uh, you know, my, my mental health journey, but here's what I can tell you, for example, uh, I was traded as a Washington capital that you drafted me out of high school. Uh, I was traded eventually two and a half years later, three and a half years later to the Toronto Maple Leafs, like walking in that locker room. Like I just wasn't, as comfortable with myself. I, yeah. was, I wanted people to think something about me, whatever that was. I wanted yeah. them to know that I was whatever I wanted them. You know, I wanted to maintain an image and that's exhausting. It's very hard and people could smell it. Like you could smell inauthenticity. You can smell when someone's like, you're just trying too hard. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and now I, I know who I am. I'm, I'm, I have this relationship with building that person uh, yeah. more intimate and more honest than it was. And I present myself earlier, you know, I got traded to Dallas. Yeah. Uh, and then I got, I ended up getting traded, you know, shortly after to New Jersey. And like, I could tell you every time I entered into a new social setting, like my breath was more calm walking in mm -hmm. I was, er, earlier in the getting to know people process. I, you know, uh, showed my cards. This is who I am. This is where I'm at. And honestly, it made other people feel more comfortable to be around me. There was a sense of, you know, uh, there was less of like the sniffing each other's butts, like dogs kind of thing that goes on. You know, right. Like, like feeling out each other's male, vibe. Alpha. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and it, it's really, uh, to use your word again, like refreshing that like no one maybe will know that that win is ongoing, but I know, like I know in my phones that I feel better presenting myself to, to new people and, and having trust yeah. and faith that they'll uh, get to know me and like me. And if not, then that's fine. I like me. And that's where, you know, that stands. And that, it wasn't always that way. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's, 
It's quite refreshing. <laughs> it just feels, it feels like you take a drink of water. When you, I love good words. So right? Know. I mean, yes, like a visual imagery, imaginary. Um, yeah. And honestly, like, I know I talked a lot about this on your podcast, but I remember just like what you said, when you don't feel like you're putting on a facade, like when I was in high school, although, you know, my personality, I'm extremely extrovert, extremely like I, (laughs) I mean, I just have a lot of energy and I don't even drink caffeine or alcohol. Like my diet is really strict, but I like have so much energy all the time and it's crazy. But I just remember in high school, I felt like I was putting on a facade. Like I felt I was using humor as a way to deflect my anxiety because I was so afraid, you know, if someone were to turn the conversation to me, because I was always like, how are you guys? Do you want a car ride? Do you need money? Do you, you know, do you need gas? Like I, I was such a giving person. I still am, but I was so just not, I was so afraid. And if someone turned the conversation like, well, Megan, like, how are you? I was like, um you know I would just crack a joke or something because I was so afraid of people really realizing oh my gosh she has anxiety and I was afraid people would reject me stop inviting me shut me out because I thought I would be viewed as like what's wrong with you I mean how many times in your life I've experienced it where you become anxious about the fact that you're feeling anxious it's like your thoughts have thoughts have thoughts. <laughs> why is this why is this piling on itself? It's like it's dig you know, anxiety is like digging its own grave and it's like, you know, know. piling up. And and uh, you know, I guess, you know, particularly in my career, because that's where I wrestle with it, that's where a lot of my patterns are like they're deep. I have I have, you know, wanted to make daddy proud since I was like six years old and I've wanted to make coaches proud, you know, like mm-hmm. these are deeply rooted like looking for approval, you know, behaviors that mm-hmm. I I've built, and I, I guess as I've become more veteran as a player in particular, um, I've just become more comfortable with uh, the anxiety. You know, yeah. like I see it, I feel it, it's there. I played a lot of good games anxious. Yeah. I'm not so worried about it anymore. You know, yeah. it's it's really not a determining factor. I know it's there. If yeah. I want to fight it, you know, it, it kind of and give it something to like lean against. Um, you know that that war upstairs can continue to get hotter. So I think. It's really just about um, not feeding, you know, the dark sides of yourself and just seeing them and and having better tools to de-escalate what that exercise looks like. Because I totally, it's interesting, like, I've always been a a highly anxious uh, competitor. Mm -hmm. But as a person, like, in school and things like that, like, I just, I guess I never cared. It's, it's, I I never made, like, other people's um, approval of me that wasn't, I wasn't very socially motivated. Yeah. Uh, and, and really, anyway, I never made their approval like a god or like a goal of my life. Yes. Um, versus in hockey, I was so focused. This was. Like, yeah. This is what I needed to do. It was just it was full clench all the time. Um, and uh, you know, I guess I've just continued to learn to wrestle with it, you know, as I've gotten older, and less more so like massage it than wrestle it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um. Connor, what is one thing you wish you knew before going into the NHL? Like if you're, if you're right now could tell your younger self, maybe, you know, just one thing. Um, how you can consciously create how you want to feel and, and what that process would look like. So I have, uh, for me, so much of it is like flow state, you know, with athleticism and, and, uh, feeling skilled and and smooth and buttery in your body um you know like I kind of have a a plan in place now to know and feel what that looks like um and and to come back to the comment about you know getting traded multiple times like life will be much easier uh once you own yourself man like you're Mm -hmm. not fooling anybody uh yeah you know like, like I almost joke I'm kind of like a hockey nerd I'm very into the body and all these things it's like it's amazing. They all, know you're, they all know you're a nerd, man. Like, don't pretend you're not. <laughs> Just, like, people could see it, you know? Um, so I think achieving that comfortability within my own skin is something that's been a great gift to myself and hard-earned. Uh, and I just wish, mm. you know, I engage with that version of being earlier. Yeah. Amazing. So, 
Connor, now we go into the fun questions that I ask every single guest. So first one is just to imagine for a few seconds that this is like a radio station and people are calling in left and right. It's like an advice hotline. So let's say there's a nine-year-old boy who's like, Connor, <laughs> you know, I'm your biggest fan. I want to play hockey. I have dreams. Um, you know, I just, I feel like, am I good enough? Or, you know, what would you say, like, what would your best advice be for what's like the best first step if you're young and you want to get into hockey? Like, what's a good first step to take? I'd say just watch and study and love the game. Um, yeah. And when you do that, you will find yourself practicing and it won't feel like practice. You'll find yourself working and it won't feel like work. Um, and then as you get older, you start to learn this relationship with sometimes where you have to do what you don't want to get the results you want. That's kind of just the evolution of what being yes. an editor and being a pro. And, um, and then if you can, honest to God, uh, environment matters so much. So, you know, like I used to have uh, favorite players up on the wall. I used to like pursue friends and, and talk to friends and, and want friends to like practice with and things like that. And I had it to an extent, but like, it's, it's hard to imagine that if I didn't have like a particular like training buddy, you know, right. at a young age, how much better I'd even be. So, you know, I think it's beautiful when you see like a neighborhood, you know, that you, you drive around, you see the kids always together, that kind of thing. Yeah, that is so true. It's like, I, I grew up in a cul-de-sac, so it's definitely like the camaraderie of like the kids in the court. And, like, I, I would be the kid that like lived over on the next block and like brought my hockey net in your cul-de-sac. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm playing, you know, and just hope you didn't kick me out. Yeah. In your, there'd be, like, hockey pucks in your lawn and stuff. You'd be, like, you know, mowing the lawn, and there'd be a vulcanized piece of rubber in the, yeah. the grass. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so now we're at the rapid-fire round. So, first question. Just, and whatever comes to your mind, like, super quick, like, oh, yeah, for sure. Done. So, if you could be any type of junk food, what would you be? Uh, sprinkles, red velvet, gluten-free cupcake. Whoa! <laughs> yes. Okay, no two. Question. What was the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? Most embarrassing thing ever. Oh, that's hard. Um, I'd say I, so, uh, a veteran player cut my laces after my first year pro in, as a rookie. Yeah. In, in the NHL, and, like, I still don't know who did it. And I, I think it's because they thought I was like a cocky rookie or something. Because like, who does it after the last game? Like, he missed the playoffs, and I was so embarrassed leaving the rink. Like literally, um, with a pair of scissors, like cut. Yeah, the, my laces were cut on my dress shoes. That's a I'm bold like, uh, statement. What does that mean? Oh, I, I like, I'm still out there. Like, I wonder who did that. You should you know, tweet be like, "Yo, I still think about you. Who <laughs> cut my laces? Planning my revenge." Oh my gosh, that's like. Wow, I've never heard of that. Um, <laughs> the first thing that came, yeah. That's interesting. Okay, last rapid fire. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Love the process and, and mm. evaluate it. Engage with it. Have uh, you know, deep work with it. Don't be distracted. And then yeah. have ways to get out of it. And some would call that rest or recovery or vacation yeah. or, or other passions where you can look at this big beautiful thing that you're engaging with and, and, and evaluate yeah I love that well Connor thank you so much for being on my podcast this was Megan, absolutely thanks for having me so much fun so where can everyone find you on social media at Connor Carrick uh, c-o-n-n-o-r-c-a-r-r-i-c-k on Instagram and Twitter uh, Connor Carrick podcast I think we're on episode six comes out tomorrow I released every Wednesday now it was on Fridays but we're gonna do Wednesdays uh, moving forward um yeah check me out there amazing and do you have any fun upcoming projects that besides the podcast which is amazing everyone go check it out um <laughs> do you have any fun upcoming projects like hockey related mental health related any collaborations coming up um my biggest thing is once this uh quarantine is over i would really enjoy having like a mental health event and i'm still totally in the planning phase but it, I basically want to like have this thing where uh, you attract friends and people and money that are that want to experience the different ways that you can shift yeah um, so for example like you know the fire and ice is very popular we do the sauna and the, the cold top 
right? So like one, almost it. like a, like a, a carnival, you know, instead of like throwing water at the dunk, uh, throwing things That's at the so dunk tank, cool. you know, like you come over and like, this is the, you know, sauna and ice bath section. And then the other would be like breathwork. You have a breathwork coach, like, okay, everyone, every 15 minutes, this is what we're going to do. And then yeah. the other one's like a hit class and, and it's just going to, we're going to exercise for 15 minutes. Oh my so gosh. You can, you can go around and maybe one of them's like the bad posture, <laughs> feel how, you know, dull you feel and you feel your energy sink, you know, like, like on purpose. Mm-hmm. Just to ah, yeah. Show like how um, you can engage. So that's like one of my long-term dreams. And then that's I haven't so I, I cool. shared a lot of this, but uh, I, de- I definitely want to do like these um, mentorship camps like almost like the business mastermind you see where yeah like, you know tony robbins has his group and you know he charges a fee and uh, x amount of young entrepreneurs call and they all love uh, all the value and it's great and you know tony gets some money for his expertise whatever there's like a way to figure all that out uh but i would love to like have like nhl stars like elite coaches that only nhlers really work with mm-hmm. you know it might, like accessibility might be tough for like your younger uh, still very good, but like younger player and then have some of these younger players there. Yeah. Uh, and like almost have it like a retreat style where very similar, it's like fire and ice in the morning and then yeah. you go and skate. Then it's, <laughs> I, clearly it's what I want to do. But oh, wait, that's those a, are two, so cool. that's amazing. two big things. And I, I, you know, bring it up to, you know, people like yourself because you, you're kind of got a pulse on these kind of things. Maybe we can talk about it later, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, For sure. You know, dream about. Okay, I love that. And I was going to say, I want to come. Because <laughs> my mind is like... <laughs> right? Like, doesn't it sound cool? Like, I would want to go. I don't know. Uh, I would want to go. Cool, like, I literally, like, I love being social. And that to me is like, I, like, I don't, like I said, I don't drink alcohol. I don't do anything. Like, my diet is super, I basically eat tan bark. <laughs> like, I'm the most clean, like, celery juice every morning. Mm-hmm. So my idea of a good time is like, let's take a cold plunge and let's see how, like, I love that. I, I agree. Like, if, and, and it's even more fun when you're along with people that, you know, find this stuff more fun. And yes, you know, it's so, it's so much stands for like, you know, when you put your stake in the ground and say, this is what I'm about. Like you attract yes. people that are also about that thing. And that's, you know, we could talk about this all day, but that's why it's so important to be authentic and own yourself. <laughs> I know. Or, or, yeah. You know. And I mean, yeah, that's, it's amazing. Okay. So thank you everyone for tuning no, into the Reaching New Heights podcast. And remember, always strive for more. Thanks so much for tuning in. Feel free to leave a review and subscribe to this podcast. I want to leave you all with this. Everything is happening for you, not to you.